Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, adds moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. Radio show ATL the aftermath back with another great interview and you can't do a great interview without a great guest host we got our man Jimmy on the go podcast hanging out with us what's Jimmy what's on? up man how you feeling I'm doing great what's going on man I'm super excited to be a part of the show today again as a, as a co-host uh the guest that you're bringing on she's got a lot of information that I'm sure could impact a lot of people so I'm really looking forward to that Yes, and the guest that Jimmy is speaking about is Nicole McGagnon, all right? She's a brand strategist, all right? She's the person that makes the wheels turn for a lot of these influencers and artists that you see online, getting them to where they need to be so they can get the ultimate prize, and that's that monetary support. So we're gonna pick her brain about what she does and how she gets her clients from point A to point B leading to the money. So Jimmy, you know, let's bring Nicole in. Let's have that conversation. Let's do it. You are now listening to the radio show. I, I'm not, no. Okay, okay. He's got 40 and Sebo featuring E40. I feel like that's a very lazy song title. They just put both their names together and just 40 and Sebo featuring E40 by Sebo. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, we got the radio show ACL The Aftermath. We're back on the air and we got with us hanging out Nicole McGagnon. She's a brand strategist, probably other titles that she probably would fall under, but brand strategist is what we're going to use here. Nicole, thank you so much for making the time to come on the show. We definitely appreciate it. No, thank you so much for, for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, you know, um, when we were talking uh, offline about you know, seeing what you had going on and how interesting it was, it was like ready-made content. So when I was, you know, introducing you, I used the word brand strategist. You're a brand strategist. So for some people, can you, they don't know what that is. So can you explain exactly what that entails and the goal of someone who's in that line of work? Yeah, absolutely. And first off, I want to say thank you because you said my name perfectly and without any practice, you didn't even ask me beforehand. So kudos for that 100%. Yes. Um, as far as what I call myself, I actually, so I own a PR and personal branding agency. So what a lot of people think of when they think of brand strategists is they're thinking about the business. They're thinking about whatever business it is, whether they're an artist, whether they're, you know, own a six figure, seven figure business, all of these companies, big companies have branding. What I do is a little bit different. So actually I work a little bit on the business side, but for the most part, I focus on people's personal brand. So no matter where on the spectrum you are, whether you're an artist, a content creator, an influencer, a podcast host, you know, anybody, people need to know who you are. And I help people be known. So I help people, for example, get in publications on TV, on podcasts like this, um, and just get as much exposure as possible for them and their brand. Okay, that's a great explanation. So someone who does the legwork to get people with more light shined on them, you know, so that's, that's, 
it's important, especially in this day and age with so many people putting themselves out here, you know, in the public eye trying to do things. So in that space, you're someone who deals with clients. So that means that's AKA dealing with people and personalities. Mm -hmm. So how are you able to get to people who, you know, they might be hard headed, stuck in their ways, hesitant to listen to someone who you're an expert. This is what you do. This is your job. So despite you being an expert, how do you get people where they need to be when sometimes they're hesitant to listen? You know what? It's so funny because I was having this conversation with a couple of people recently and two things seems to happen in my business. There are times where I'm a very empathetic person. And a lot of times with my, the way my mind works, if somebody's telling me about their business, about their programs, about all their ideas, I get excited for them. And I see where it's possible for them to go. I see the possibilities of them making money. I see the possibilities of them being seen all over the world. And sometimes I care about people's business more than they do. And that happens. And every once in a while, you have to separate from a client that, especially in what I do for them, sometimes like there needs to be quick responses to things, especially like if press is reaching out, we need to hear back from you immediately. You need to be doing stuff on your end as well. So for example, if I get somebody in an article or on a podcast or on TV, they need to then post all that to social media. If they're handling it themselves, they need to post all that to social media, tag the right people, caption the right things. And I give them all the instructions, but you know what? I can't do it for them unless, unless they're paying me to do, do it for them. That's a whole different story. Than I'll do it. But there's people that even like you'll walk them through the entire process and they won't do it. And I love them. And I try and talk to them. I truly care about all of my clients. I want to see them always do the best that they can, but if their heart's not in it, sometimes you just have to part ways because I never want somebody to feel like, they wasted their money with me. That's a, that's a good way of looking at that. And I know that's not the way most people think uh, as far as business is concerned, because, you know, they want to make sales. They want to make money. They want to make the business. I understand that too. But I also, I don't work with many clients at a time. I work, work in small batches. So max I have is 10 clients at a time. So I can give each one of them individual attention. All right. So I like the explanation of uh, what you were saying about because uh, you were alluding to something in there. You know, there's always nuggets of what people are saying where you said, I care about that business sometimes more than they do. But the thing is, if you want to make it, you need to care about it as much or as more than anybody because it's yours. So I see how you put that that in there. So I can see the passion with that. So, again, the face that you're looking at here, we're talking to Nicole McGagnon. All right. So you can follow her on Instagram at Nicole underscore McGagnon on LinkedIn under her name, Nicole McGagney. You can see it right there on the screen. And her website is growthgrabber.com. Mr. Jimmy Francis, do you have something for Nicole? Yeah, I have a couple of questions, but I want to piggyback on something that she ended with, you know, that you work in small batches and, uh, you know, at most you'll work with 10 clients at a time. How do you, I guess, the, I guess the sentence I'm looking at, the question I'm looking for is how do you progress, um, you know, a client from A to Z and then be able to rotate them and bring in new, you know, new customers? Absolutely. So typically what I do is before I even start with a client, even before their proposal, I lay out a whole roadmap for them. So these are not people that are with me for, you know, a month or two at a time. I'm typically with them for six months to a year or longer. I have a client that we just did six months. He had, he had to take a break. And then, wow. you know what? I understand when, when things come up and this is another thing I will never in business write off somebody because let's say maybe they don't have the budget at the time, or maybe they don't have, um, the capacity at the time to do that. And it's okay. You know, it's not right for everyone at every single point in their journey and it's okay. But what happened three months later he's getting a very big investment into his business. And he calls me up and he says, Nicole, I put away 
it's a five figure number. I put away this for you. Wow. Okay. That's so amazing. <laughs> when you, when you work in small batches like that, it allows me to truly stay with them long-term. So actually there's not too much cycling out of, of people. Eventually I am going to hire. <laughs> I have, a, I have like writers and people that work for me, but I'm still at that point where eventually I'll have to let it go, but I like being in control. I like dealing with people one-on-one. So I don't want to pass them off to somebody yet. I got you. That's, that's great. You know, and you're able to build relationship with these people. And I mean, you probably become really good friends with some of the people that you've worked with, you know, uh, being that y'all are spending this intimate time together as y'all are pretty much building a baby for them, you know? <laughs> it's a weekend in Miami with somebody that I never met in person. Like she was a client from another state ended up moving to like Hollywood, Florida. Wow. And last year just was like, Hey, you should come down for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> probably not the safest thing to do, but I've <laughs> talked to her enough over the months to, to know like, that. Yeah. I trust you enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. And you do truly, there's a saying, and I definitely didn't come up with it. It's been around for a long time, but a client will sooner become a friend than a friend will become a client. That is fact. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. In whatever business you're starting, I'm sure you're you're always going to have people, whether it's a YouTube channel, a podcast, a brick and mortar business, you're selling t-shirts, you will always have people in your life that don't support you. And I think one thing that a lot of people need to work through is that it's okay. They're going to support you once you're successful. And you can't let it stop you from continuing because so many people get so hurt because their family doesn't support them or whoever doesn't support them. You just got to let it go. Keep going. That's the, that's the entrepreneur's journey. You know, you, you have to be willing to, in some people's eyes, look crazy or look stupid, you know, yep. to accomplish your dream. So, and nobody's really going to start following you until they start seeing the steam build up behind you. But that's just part of it. Exactly. And that's kind of what I do in a way. I like make it go faster for people. I think I always compare, you know, a lot of people think about doing things by themselves and completely organically and trying to really take on that entrepreneurship journey. But at a certain point, they want to grow in whatever aspect. Um, There's a comparison. I compare myself to walking from Florida to New York to taking a plane from Florida to New York. Right. <laughs> yeah. A huge deal. You know, and that that's what a lot of people don't understand or don't put two and two together. A lot of these services, whether it's a coach, whether it's somebody like me that does PR, whether it's somebody that does marketing, we are there to help you and help make you guys money. But at the same time, you get what you pay for. You're paying for convenience. You're paying to get there faster. It's not that you won't get there on your own, but do you want to spend six to 10 years getting there? Or do you want to be able to do it in six months to a year? Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. Anytime you can, you know, I guess crunch timelines, it's a no brainer. Yes. Because then you start reaping benefits earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is a this is the on demand now generation. So yeah, we want everybody, you know, definitely w- wants it now. So um, Nicole, just to kind of follow up on something you were saying, like Jimmy was mentioning it, and then you talked about it as far as um, you know support, because we deal with that too. Jimmy and I can all we can all speak to that where some of the people that we felt would be more staunch supporters, we don't get that it's a lot of us that's come from you know people that we don't know like you said you hung out with somebody who you just knew through you know probably text or phone calls you know so it's the same thing that happens with this where some people who are strangers that you meet them so with this in this day and age that we're in um how big of a role does social media play and does the number of followers usually equal the bigger engagement because sometimes i've noticed that they have people who have all these thousands of followers but they don't get the people follow them but they don't get the engagement so how how relevant is that? 
Um, so I partly deal with this part of the business also, obviously, okay. because most PR companies, like they can get you published, right? I, we can get you published. We can get you on podcast. We can get you on TV. But what most PR companies fail to do is teach you how to now transition that and leverage that on social media. So you were talking about the following and the engagement Yep. right now in this day and age, if you do not have a social media account for yourself, for your business, who are you <laughs> at this point? If I go to a networking event, I don't ask for business cards. I want their Instagram and I want them on my Instagram intentionally. Why? Because look at the same thing that happened with us. Yep. That's how powerful social media is where what I do is proven on my social media. This is true. It's like your, your living resume. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We looked at you. We looked each other up. You you saw what we were doing. It's like, okay, I'm going to go back and do the same thing and see what's going on. Exactly. So that's literally what I teach clients to do and how they can attract their own audience and their own clients if they're if they have clients. But even for artists too, like attention is everything. Right now, and I, I hate to put it like this, but Talent is almost irrelevant at this point. That's a true statement. That's that's tough. And it it's it's hard to say it because I don't want to think like that. Like I grew up in the 90s, I grew up in the 2000s. Like we heard good music. Yes. These days, you do not need to be talented in order to be successful. As long as you have money or have attention you have everything money pays for okay. attention no, what, you, what you're saying is facts what you're saying with that is, is <laughs> it's absolutely facts so as far as yeah. like there's always going to be people that have like fake followers and things that where the engagement will equal up and there's ways around that too and a lot of people don't realize that is that there's ways to help those both organic or, and inorganic that are going to help people. Really? I, a lot of people don't realize how some of the people are making it to the top and just not getting the picture. And it's unfortunate because half of it's not real, right? People are, I know more than one artist know them personally that we set up influencer um, campaigns for them. So their music goes viral. Wow. One of them, what's funny is I didn't know this before I found out, but there was a video I had seen, you know, it's like maybe a year and a half back by now, but a video I seen about an artist that he was like driving around in the car with his friends and the video was titled like, look at my reaction. My friends got me on the radio. Well, guess what? The whole video was a setup. They made it go viral. And he went to like number one on Apple music for like weddings, number one wedding song or whatever. So when I tell you again. equals everything, and if you have the money, you can pay for attention. That's wild. And I don't I don't want to bump, I don't want to butt in 16, but I just gotta ask, I just gotta ask this question because YouTube's like under lock and key. You know, they or as they would seem, you know, they, they have all these algorithms that can detect what you're doing if you have something illegal or if you're boosting your subs or views and stuff like that. Are people doing that on YouTube as well? Mm-hmm. And still being able to be in like the the Google ad revenue feeds. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nicole, damn. You're here dropping these gems. Jim, is she, uh, she's, we she's might have to have another online. conversation. After. This one might have, yeah, this one might have to be offline. 
It but I mean, like... even, even doing, I mean, you guys have ads on your podcast, right? Do you ever run yeah. ads for yourself? Like things like that. Like a lot of people don't even realize how much they can boost their own revenue by investing a little bit into themselves and what they're doing. And Nicole, I'm seeing right here, Jimmy, you agree with me. Now I'm seeing why she's successful and, <laughs> you know, because she just, she just spouting these off like, you know, how's the weather outside? Just, uh, you know, by the way. Just, just another, just another Wednesday. No, I have these conversations all the time with people and sometimes it's, eye-opening for other people that find out like, oh, that's how that's really done. Oh, that's how these people get there. Um, I have one video on my account and I, I don't know if you saw it and it's 100% true where I talked about like Tony Robbins and this can really go for anything. Tony Robbins makes no less than a million dollars if he touches a stage to speak no less than a million dollars. But out of all the coaches in the world, can I say that he says something so magically different from everybody else? No. Nope. But why would that does- be branding? Would that be branding, Nicole? That would be It's like, why is he making a million dollars? It's because more people know who he is and he's been around forever. He has a brand that's worldwide, books in several different languages all across the globe. And that's how a lot of people, once you have enough attention, look at how much some of these influencers get paid to do an ad, to do a 30 second product placement in their video. I've seen people get paid. Celebrities, well, celebrities are a whole nother level. Right. But somebody's cost, it, it was a very big celebrity, I'll tell you that, was about $4 million for a story post. There must have been a lot of revenue on the back end of that thing. <laughs> or projected because revenue. Of, it's because of who it was. I, I know who it is. I won't, I won't say I, it. I got your respect. <laughs> yeah. But even like lower level influencers, if you have a couple of thousand people, you can get brand deals super easily. Why don't people know this stuff or do they care to look for it or they just think it's all smoke and mirrors? Well, a lot of people either think it's too hard, not that it's too hard. A lot of people struggle with content and I'll be honest, I did in the beginning too. Even when I started this business, I was like, oh, I'm just going to teach people how to do this. I'm, I don't need to put my face on camera. I don't need to do this. Guess what? I got called out by a client. Absolutely. I got called out. And you know what? She was right. Cause I was teaching her a social media strategy and she's like, Nicole, but you're not doing any of this. <laughs> Damn. You're right. She's right. She was 100% right. So from that, literally like that week forward, I posted consistently for like two years straight. And guess what happened after like six months, people started reaching out to me organically right now about two times a week I get two anywhere from two to five times a week I'm getting people reaching out to me on Instagram then referrals etc and all those but um things like that work and you know what I needed to be called out now I call my clients out for this (laughs) but yeah attention attention is everything these days. I think a lot of people know that stuff is out there, but sometimes they're too scared, either too scared to try or they don't know how to start and they overthink a lot. It doesn't need to be as difficult as people think it is. There's dogs and cats making 50 to hundred grand a year on social media. That's easy. It's not, wild. I hate to say it's crazy, but you know, no, it, it absolutely is. I work in this and I still think it's absolutely crazy what people are able to do with it. There's a guy that I follow that he has a squirrel. Like he domesticated 
an outside squirrel and like has a house for him. People send him stuff and now he has t-shirts. So he has merch and all these other things. So when I tell you, if you know how to take advantage and strategize your brand, even for yourself, the possibilities are endless. So you're writing this down. We got to get a squirrel. We got to right, get, get a squirrel. Get a, I'm I'm a squirrel. You are now listening to The Radio Show. And I have not cooked that shit well done. And it was excellent. Let me tell you, let me just put it to you like this here. Somebody, you know, I go out somewhere and I order myself well done. And they come back. It's got a line of pink of it. The whole table may just get turned over. Cook it all the way. There you go. You're going to have your wife in the back. You're listening to The Radio Show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. I was just about to say, I was about to ask her, you know, like, you know, I hate to use the term small. What if you're a micro creator or you're starting over? Who cares? Just start. Just Damn, start. Okay. I think the biggest thing is consistency. I actually, so I actually coach other agency owners. I coach about anywhere from 50 to hundred other agency owners that are just starting out and I typically teach them about them building their own personal brand, not only helping their clients with it. Um, But I think a lot of things that, and I went through it, was not being consistent and not showing up, whether it's confusion, whether it's not wanting to sound like anybody else. And I put that, I put a stop in their tracks like immediately, because here's the thing, you guys have a podcast. I'm sure at some point you're like, damn, but I don't want to sound like this person or I don't want to sound like whoever. Even when it comes to content, if you're speaking facts about if it's a business, if it's a niche, if it's a card, no matter what it is, if you're speaking facts about something, at some point you're going to sound like somebody else. Who cares? You have your own personality. The people that are drawn to you are not necessarily going to be drawn to that other person. And vice versa. No, that's no, that's true. Just a I mean, just a, a wealth of knowledge over here. Like I said, again, just just spouting it off again. And and if you wonder where that wealth of knowledge is coming from, that is Nicole McGagna, right? You can follow her on Instagram at Nicole underscore McGagna. The information is on the screen there for you. Add her on LinkedIn, connect, all right, Nicole McGagnon, all right, and her website is for her, her business that we've been speaking about here, growthgrabber.com. Jimmy, I, I do have more questions for Nicole, but if you do, please take it away, sir. Man, you know I have questions. <laughs> and uh, so I come across a, a lot of people, and even myself, I, I'm suspect number one, quick to say, man, Instagram's dead, you know? Uh, but you just said, like, you have organic cash flow coming to you, you know, weekly. So I guess since since you've proven that Instagram isn't dead, what do you say to those people that 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 think Instagram's dead? So I think that's funny because a lot of people say that. However, and this has been it was a proven statistic before, but then I had one of my clients actually prove this. So Instagram and TikTok, I personally use for two different things. I find that my TikTok, even though like I'll post my business stuff on there, I don't, I'm also of a different generation. So like TikTok, eh, but I use it for entertainment. I understand like the value in it. I absolutely love it, but I do even me, like I get lost in it. And I have to be on social media a lot of the day because of what I do. However, TikTok, you can get a better reach on TikTok as far as organic reach to new people all the time, just because of the way that the algorithm works on TikTok. TikTok is great for information. However, TikTok is not great for anybody that has like a service-based business. If you're a music artist and you're not on TikTok, there's something wrong, right? There's something wrong. You're doing it wrong. You need to be on both, however, because there is separate audiences on Instagram. And what I find that 
while TikTok is great for people that have like e-commerce businesses, let's say they're selling like a product, they're selling a t-shirt, a mug, whatever it is, you can set up an ad works wonderfully. But if you have some sort of service-based business, so you're a coach, you have a, even podcasts, they do great on both. But if you need more where there's interaction between people and it's like a service-based business, you make more money on Instagram. Because it feels more community-like, even in your comments, it feels more personal because they can actually outreach to you as well. And that's the problem with TikTok is that you couldn't send messages to like people who weren't following each other. We're on Instagram, even if it goes in requests, it's still there. Gotcha. Okay. That's a great, that's a great answer. Um, and, and kind of to piggyback off what you, what you're saying, you know, I even find times where I'll get on TikTok and I feel like the door's wide open, like people are just flying in left and right. And then I'll get on Instagram and the tone's so much different, you know, and then I'll get on Twitter and it's a completely different tone, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how, how would you say you found a way to master the algorithms or at least beat them at their own game? <laughs> oh boy. Um, now, especially, I, I don't think there is kind of, I think everybody's kind of hanging on for dear life at this point between threads, Twitter, X, whatever they want to call it now. That's a whole mess over there. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. I mean, there's so many platforms out there. Um, to be honest, for most people, while yeah, it's great to be on all of them, it's really hard to be on all of them if you're doing it yourself. I would say if you can afford it, pay somebody to handle your social media. It might sound crazy, but that's a full-time job. It is a full-time job. It is a full-time job. And, And that's what I think a lot of people, like we were talking about earlier, why people don't get started because it's daunting. It's hard to, um, make videos of yourself, especially if in the beginning, if you're not necessarily hundred percent confident, even me, like I, I do pinup modeling. I don't know if if you guys noticed, but I do like pinup modeling because people automatically thought, oh, she's going to be comfortable on camera. No, I hated it. I was judging myself and I was like, oh, I don't like the way I look. I'm going to record the whole thing over again or try and do this. So it's hard to do that and start off. But as you become consistent, you start getting more comfortable with it. And now I can talk, you know, right off the head about something in a video and it doesn't phase me at all. Whereas when you first get started, you're like, oh, people couldn't judge me, you know, whatever. I don't care. I, I, just, I don't. I don't. I'm doing my thing. And what I tell people is, is it's OK to be a little controversial it's okay to be yourself. Like people are going to like your personality, whatever personality you have. I always say like I'm self-proclaimed weird. If you haven't noticed my background behind me, like there's so much stuff going on here. I got my whole vintage wall on that side with my vintage stuff. I have my records up there, tribal seeds. I don't know if you ever heard of them. And then I have my galaxy Jaguar up here you ain't got nothing ratchet going on so it's all good (laughs) it's it's part of the personality it makes you you that's how that works you know but that's exactly what it is so many people are so scared to be themselves on camera they feel like they have to be perfect and that's one thing i actually kind of fight against i worked in corporate for 20 plus years and always felt like i had to hide my personality because it wasn't right for corporate Right. Yeah. Gotta we gotta know. tone it down, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can't you can't be a person, you know, you gotta be a robot here. Exactly. And now I just I don't care. I don't care because I know that the people that work with me work with me because of the way that I execute, the results that I get, my work ethic, how how I treat them as a client versus what am I wearing? The tattoos, the piercings, whatever it is, you know, I just, 
they, they accept me for me and I accept them for them. And I think that's why we have such a great relationship too. Thank you. You are now listening to the radio show. Think that you can just interject yourself into any part of their day and interrupt whatever it is that they're doing. So you drop a text and let them determine their availability to respond. Full on site. Yeah. And because of that attitude, Diva, the message that you deserve in the morning is charger full or whatever an Android says when you wake up in the morning. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Using a lot of knowledge here, but I did want to ask you about uh, something that you hear about with people. Um, a lot more than I guess you would 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, and it's uh, entities that go through rebrands. So seemingly more often than ever, people are going through rebrand. Have you ever dealt with somebody who was, you know, doing like a rebranding? And would you ever try to deter somebody from that process? Hmm. I haven't personally dealt with anybody yet doing a a full rebrand. We'll put it that way. Not a full rebrand. Most of my clients are like just starting out in their businesses. Um, However, doing research on rebrands and and big companies. I mean, think about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has been around, what, like 100 years now, maybe more. And how many times have they rebranded? Even though it always stays slightly the same, Coca-Cola is the most valuable brand in the world. Coca-Cola and Apple are the most valuable brands in the world. And if you notice, it's because they like to keep things fresh, even though the insides stay all the same. They do. Except when they try new Coke. They always try new stuff. They always try new stuff. And even like where I live here in Orlando, there's the Coca-Cola store, which is like, three or five levels high with every single piece of merchandise you can think about. And they have a full Coca-Cola bar on the top, a rooftop bar on the top of it. It's really fun, by the way. Um, (laughs) They they do like everything there and they make it a whole experience, but they've been able to keep fresh by rebranding all the time. Rebrands can be great because you're staying top of mind of people. If you've been around for, let's say 10 years, people wanna see something fresh. They wanna see something new. What's the new hottest thing? What's the new brand that's out? But guess what? If you refresh your brand and make it seem as if it's new, even though the insides quote unquote are not, you get new eyes on it. You get old eyes on it again that maybe veered off to another direction. The Uh, biggest thing about, even with what I do, whether it's your personal brand, business brand, doesn't matter. We talked about this a lot, was attention. So if you can get that attention in any way, rebranding is just bringing back attention to you. That's it. All right. I I like that saying with that um, rebranding, bringing back uh, attention to yourself, saying, hey, we're still over here. Like, (laughs) We're, you know, this part might be new and improved or whatever, but we're ma- mostly doing the same thing. We just wanted to, you know, grab your attention with a loud noise over here to get you to look again. That's a good way of putting it. And then you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, about Coke. The Coke is headquartered in Atlanta. So, like, you know, you can't turn a corner without finding, right. you know, Coke sponsors somewhere around here. So, Nicole, I had um, just one other thing to, uh, to, ask you and then like I said we got our game here so what what you're doing here what's going to be the sign that let you know like you're already successful you've spoken about your clients and everything well what's going to be the sign that lets you know you've really all right I've gotten to where I absolutely want to be with this what does that look like for you Ooh, that's a good question that's a good question um my goal it's really based around my clients But my goal is to make some of them to where they really want to be. And that means getting to travel the world with them, go with them to TV interviews in other countries. Um, I've attended ones like Zoom here. 
but it's time to start holding big events for them, stages where they can hold their own talks, paid events. That's the goal for me. And then eventually for myself speaking on stage and telling my story on how I came to have purpose in what I do. All right. Nicole said she want that Tony Robbins money. She want people to show up and drop a million dollars to hear her speak. That's what that, that's what that was. That subtle throw, you know, tossing that out there. I have a good story. I have a good story. No, you, you do. And, and a wealth of knowledge to go along with that. And, you know, we're grateful to, you know, have you on the show and have the time to be able to speak with you about that. But I would say that we got the easy part out the way already. These is where the tough questions come in. You are now listening to the radio show. So, all right, Nicole, so we're going to get into um, the first one here with you. All right. So, Nicole, what is your least favorite day of the week? Um, Thursdays. Don't at me. Okay, Thursdays. Why? Okay, I, I was, okay. Can you elaborate why th- why Thursday? I don't know. It's like you're waiting for the weekends, but also me personally, I'm very busy on Thursdays, so it's like my least favorite day. Okay, interesting. All right. After hope events tomorrow. So she's like, get Thursday out of here. <laughs> All right. Jimmy, what is your least favorite day of the week? Man, I'm going to have to go with Tuesdays, man. Don't have What? Jimmy, did Tuesday do something? Tuesday owe you money or something? What, what, what's nah, on Tuesday? Man, I mean, honestly, like Tuesday's still too close to Monday. There's still a lot of week left, so somebody can still throw something on you at the office and expect yeah. it, you know, immediately. Uh, outside of that, you know, Tuesday's just another day. I, I, nothing special. Lakers usually don't play on Tuesdays. Uh, there's no football on Tuesdays. So, yeah, I mean, Tuesday don't have a lot going on. So And my birthday was uh, never on a Tuesday, now that I think about it. So, <laughs> yeah, don't at me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an upset uh, for this one on me. The least favorite day of the week for me is Mondays because it yields so much power in how you approach a Monday. Friday night is the best night because you know you don't have to do anything Saturday. But by the time Saturday night creep in, you start saying, man, once Sunday come here, Monday gonna be rearing its ugly head on me, and then I, I gotta start this process all over again. So it's Mondays, and we need to find the person who came up with the forty-hour, five-day week work week, and we need to we need to beat this person senseless. We need to find them because it's some nonsense. But again, store, store for another day. But don't at me. All right, so Nicole, here's the next one for you. Uh, which is the worst one to lose? Your heater in the wintertime or your AC in the summer? Ooh. <laughs> AC, AC in the summer. All right. AC in the summer, 100%. All right. I second all that. Right, all right. <laughs> don't, 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 yeah, considering I've lived through both growing up in New York and now living in Florida and having to deal with no heat on Christmas last winter and it was yeah. like negative two degrees outside. Yeah, I, I would I would rather deal with that, though, because you can always add clothes. Yeah, that would that would have been my reasoning, too, because uh, Jimmy, you said the AC, too, right? Yeah, um, man. I mean, even during the winter here, it doesn't get that cold, but we don't even run our heater during the winter, ever, ever, so. Okay. Nice yeah, light bill. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole had brought up a good point where if you lose your heat in the winter, you can always just put on more clothes, but if your AC go out, you can only get so undressed at some point, you know, it's like, you just stay in all the right, we about to blaze. <laughs> yeah, so the worst one to lose has got to be that AC in the summertime, because you'll mess around and die with the way this heat wave is going on in the South. It'll take you out. Don't act. All right, so uh, Nicole, uh, here's the next one here. What's a movie that had the best trailer you ever seen and the movie ended up being trash? This is a bad question for me. I haven't like been to movies in years. <laughs> um, oh, what was one that I seen recently? Well, I got an answer for this one. 
You might have to come back to me because I have no idea. All right, Nicole, since so she don't do moves, so we're about to swing back on her and let her do, uh, let her uh, figure out how to answer that. this one for a minute. All right. All right. Jimmy, uh, what's up, man? So what's a movie that had the best trailer you ever seen and the movie ended up being trash? The Flash. The the new oh. the new Flash okay. movie. That it's movie was, yeah, hot garbage. It's currently flopping at the theater right now. So the trailer looked like it was about to be a great movie and it's trash, right? Okay. Oh, dude, I was That's definitely, nice. I definitely had a riz over the trailer. And I went to the movies and I wanted my money back. Uh, okay. <laughs> Man, that's rough. Nicole, did you did one of them pop in your head yet? Oh my god. There was a show that I watched on not a show, but it was a movie, but it was on, on Netflix and I saw the preview and it was terrible. But of course I'm not gonna remember the name of it right now. If if I think of it, I'll, I'll tell you guys later. But um it was, this is perfect, be, Nicole. it was supposed to be a scary movie and it was just Was it Bird Box? That one, that one too. It got all that hype, and every, I think everyone had the same thing. Everybody had the same reaction. Like, mm -hmm. what was this? You know, they have another version of it out now, right? Yeah, that yeah, one. It dropped. I was, I was tempted to watch it. I was tempted, but I don't, don't think. Waste, I'm gonna watch don't it. waste your time, Nicole. Don't do it. It's it's the cool. It's the cool thing about uh, Netflix, though, is that it's not hurting anything. It still costs the same. You hit the button. If it's trash, you keep it moving. That's the thing. But with, in Jimmy's case, when you went to the theater and you put down that that money right there to go see it, and it's trash like that. You know, the last movie I seen in theaters was like Suicide Squad, which was I think probably over a decade ago. Wait a second. The first Suicide Squad that was in like 2016. Yes. Yeah, don't don't tell nobody else that, Nicole. You keep that between us, all right? Don't tell nobody else. It's between yeah. us. All right. Oh, and also that was a terrible movie to leave it off with. That was a very was. bad movie. My yeah, God. That one wasn't that great either. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. So what's a movie that had the best trailer that I've ever seen that ended up being an awful movie? Okay. There's this movie that came out, I believe it was 90, 93. It's called awesome. The Program. I, I don't know if you remember this movie, the pro the program. Is that what Denzel? I would inform. No, no, Denzel's not in this. It's about a football. It's it's a football related movie, but it's got the best trailer you've ever seen in your life. If for the people who are listening and watching this, you have not seen the trailer for the program. Watch the trailer. Now it's gonna fool you into feeling like, oh, this movie's gonna be great. That movie is trash. It's beyond trash. But that trailer, that trailer got me in that theater. That movie is trash though. But they got a scene in that that trailer will let you know exactly why I wanted to go see this movie. I ain't gonna <laughs> say no more. If you hadn't, go to YouTube and watch the program from 1993, the trailer. You'll thank me for it. Don't watch that movie though. Don't you watch that movie. All right. So Nicole, I got I got two more here for you. All right. So you're sitting down to eat, all right? And you gotta pick one of these. You can't, you know, you gotta pick one. All right, so we're gonna go with, you got chicken tenders, chicken wings, or chicken nuggets? Wings. The wings don't at me 100%. I think it's across the board. Wait, wings, wings are my weakness. I can, yeah, I can see that, because the car was like wings, before you got wings. Ranch or blue cheese, by the way? Blue cheese. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the real way. That should have been the don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do it both on this one, Jim. But she said flat out, you know, it's wings with blue cheese, Ooh. which is the correct answer. Because people who eat uh, wings with ranch, I'm, I'm judging you. I'm, I'm, I'm at you on that. Jimmy, what's up, man? So you picking one chicken tenders, chicken wings, chicken nuggets. It's absolutely going to be chicken wings. Without a doubt, sure. chicken wings. With ranch, okay? We're like a normal ranch. human being. No, no. With blue cheese or nothing at all with them, just eat them on their own. So if you eat teriyaki wings or barbecue wings or whatever, with the blue cheese, if not, you can just have it with the sauce, but not ranch, not ranch. But yeah, uh, let's see. Pick one of these oh, chicken wings. Don't add me. I should have said don't add me. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's, it's all good. But it, yeah, definitely it's chicken wings though with this one. You can't go wrong with none of these three, but chicken wings gonna win every time. Every time. Lemon pepper, some blue cheese, good to go. All right. Nicole, we got the last one here. Pepper. I'm not with that lemon pepper. You're not with lemon pepper? No, I'm not. No? You know what it is? 
if you find somebody that makes it right, it's great. Come to Atlanta. Come to Atlanta. Come to Atlanta. You will get the best lemon pepper wings you ever had. Hot teriyaki mix. Okay. Now I like teriyaki wings. All right. All right. See, you might might be on to something. You just might be. All right, so Nicole, we got the last one here for you. All right, so let's say uh, if you had a time machine, would you go back in time or into the future? I would go into the future. Okay. You're 100%, no, don't at me. Um, All right. I want to see what's going on in, you know, I just see how, how much like- you, blow, you blow up in the future. You know what it is? My, the past in general, what happened, happened. And I would believe in all that stuff, the butterfly effect, like you change one thing and the whole trajectory of the planet. And knowing me, I'll mess something up. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, will, I will mess something up that will end up like tragic. So for me, I would love to go forward and see, cause I see how much the world has progressed even since I've been alive. I had to explain to somebody the other day what a floppy disk was. And I'm like, oh man, am I getting that old? That people don't know what this is. Uh, so that was- just to see where the technology is gonna be to see what happens with us. I mean, look at what they announced today, which I don't know. I don't know if you guys were surprised. Or oh no, I, I wasn't surprised. I knew it was stepping. We, we are. <laughs> They, okay, everybody knew, we but knew. they finally admitted it. Right. Let's um, talk about the UFO, the UFO stuff. That they have alien bodies, that they have, you know, UFOs in the U.S. government possession. Like, nobody's surprised at that at this point. They was like, we got aliens, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So, at this point, like... I want to see what happens. So, Cole said, "Go into the future." All right, interesting, interesting. Jimmy, what about you? You had a time machine. Would you go back in time or into the future? Not gonna lie, I'm going back in time. Okay, um, I'm going back in time with all the lottery numbers for the last, I don't know, five, six years, and I'm just gonna bang it out. You know? True. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, Biff Tannen, get out of here. <laughs> Going back to get the lottery number. Yep. All right, <laughs> you a trip, man. All right, if I had a time machine, would I go back in time or into the future? So I created this game. So I'm gonna cheat this game and say, I'm gonna pick neither. I don't wanna go back into the past for the same reason that Nicole said, because of the butterfly effect, what happened, happened and it paved the way for what's happening. And I don't want to know what's happening in the future because everything that I learn in the future, I may not want to know. So I'm gonna just leave stuff the way it is. So I'm going off the board on my own game. Something I would scream at somebody else about doing, but I'm gonna do it, don't have me. I'm gonna pick say, How you gonna cheat at your own game? <laughs> I just did, I'm like the banker in Monopoly. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking a little off the top for myself. But I'm going to tell you who didn't cheat the game. That was Nicole McGagnon playing Don't At Me with us here on the Aftermath. She did a great job playing around with us. So we definitely appreciate her doing that. You are now listening to the radio show. Old people. People in general. Stop wearing them ignorant ass Bluetooth pieces in your ear. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Oh, for sure. So um, just to, uh, I guess, put a a bow on everything here, Nicole, um, we talked about a lot of information. You got a wealth of knowledge. Obviously, you're an expert at what you do because you were speaking about it so freely. And so just, like I said, so just educated on what you do. Um, Is there anything that we might have missed that you'd like to give voice to? Any upcoming, like, I guess, projects or just anything that we didn't mention that you would like to mention now? I will be actually speaking at a live event. Uh, It's not even released yet, but I will release it on my page uh, when it's going to be the end of January. Um, Me and a couple of people getting together and hosting training, hosting an event um, here live in Orlando, where I am. 
Um, but we're going to have it available on Zoom as well. So that's going to come up. Is I figured just keep an eye out on the page for it. And other than that, I post a lot of just valuable information on my page, um, trying to give people tips, trying to give people advice, how they can monetize and make money off of their social media. Okay. Nice, nice. Shameless so, plug, shameless plug. My birthday is January 30th. So if you do this at the end of January, let me know. Jimmy, that was not subtle. That was heavy handed. Like, hey, I said, I said shameless, just, shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> oh, shameless, not subtle, yeah. but shameless. Yeah, I appreciate the heavy handedness of that. But no, um, so if you take a look at the screen here, we got the information from Nicole. So again, follow her on Instagram, okay, at Nicole underscore McGagnon, all right? Connect with her on LinkedIn, all right? This is business related. LinkedIn is about business and making connections and networking. Nicole McGagnon, all right? Search her. And then the website for her business, okay? Growthgrabber.com. So make sure and visit there. You know, if you're looking to build your, your business, Nicole can help you with that for the right amount, of course. She can help you out. But um, again, Nicole, you are, um, like I said, a wealth of knowledge uh, excellent guest. We would um, love to have you come back on further conversation, not just in the interview environment, but when we're talking our crazy nonsense and you want to come and join the rest of our crew and just, you know, talk about some subjects. Who knows what it is? This show is so random. We talk about a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. Sounds awesome. good. So again, you know, Nicole, give her a like, a follow, listen, all that stuff counts. I know she'd appreciate it. And, you know, again, Nicole, thank you for the time. No, I want to thank you guys again so much for inviting me on. Like this was You are now listening to the radio show. All right, Jimmy, man, we're back here on the Aftermath. We just got done talking to Nicole McGagnon. We kind of had an idea that she was a wealth of knowledge, but man, had no idea how much she knows about this business and how much we don't know. Thanks, man. You know, she opened my eyes a lot to a lot of things that I thought was just hearsay, that I thought was impossible. And she's just out here, yeah, I, I do this every day, you know, like just rattling things off the top of her head because it's just normal to her. And um, man, a lot of folks are leaving money on the table if you are a content creator or if you just, you know, a social media brand or whatever or whatever it might be. And run this back a couple of times and, and take some notes for sure. She definitely yes. spilled a lot. Yes, a wealth of knowledge. And you don't have to, you know, go very far to find it because if you take a look at the screen right there you want to follow nicole on instagram you can do that nicole underscore mcgagnon all right right there on the screen connect with her on linkedin all right it's her first and last name nicole mcgagnon just search for her. go ahead and connect wide open there and then her website growthgrabber.com has all the information on what she does what she provides and you can look into becoming a client if that's what you want to do and you're ready to take that step. So make sure give her a like, follow, all that stuff. All of it counts and you won't be disappointed, especially after listening to this interview. All right. Then we got to, you know, of course, include my man Jimmy here. One of the hosts of the fantastic on the go podcast, the sports authority. That's what we calling y'all. And that's what you are. The sports authority. Jimmy, what y'all got coming up? Let us know what you got, you know, as far as what you guys will be talking about. Yeah, man, uh, we're tapping into a lot more of MMA. Some, uh, a bunch of UFC has been doing really well for us. NFL season about to start up here the next couple of weeks with preseason. Uh, college going to be flowing in after that. So we're going to be jam-packed to the nines, weekly episodes, of course, and just excited to keep this thing rolling. Love it, love it. Like I said, you guys are the sports authority. Unbiased, straight down the middle. But they watch the games these other folks be giving hot takes on the go actually watches the games their information is on the screen it'll also be in the podcast description now as far as the radio show atl goes if you want to be a guest on the radio show atl just send us an email to radio show inbox at gmail.com or you can send us a text 678-800-1677 we look forward to hearing from you. so again much love and thank you to nicole mcgagna for being an excellent guest much love and thank you to our homie Jimmy from On The Go Podcast for coming through, sitting in with us. And we're just going to keep dropping this heat, all right, all 2023. So, again, keep coming back. We're going to keep supplying this heat. And, um, yeah, we just, you know, come back for more. We're going to be right here dropping it, all right? So, until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Hey.
Hi, these are the guys from the ZZ Talk Podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys who talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics, as well as an interview or two. Or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk Podcast. ZZ hyphen talk podcast. Like and subscribe. Hey, this is Alora Lovelight, and you're tuned in to the radio show ATL. Make sure to check out my latest single, Erodicy, and follow at It's The Radio Show on Instagram. If you want your music heard on the radio show, email the radio show inbox at gmail.com.